Magic and Medicine, a monthly podcast where we explore the realms of magic, medicine, and the liminal space in between. I am your host, Sarah Rain, and thank you for joining me where the magic happens. Hello, my dear ones. Happy July. Happy Cancer season. I am actually popping in to tell you that there is not going to be a full Magic of the Month episode for July because after two and a half years of avoiding it, I have caught the COVIDs and I have caught the COVIDs the week that I was meant to record this podcast for you and the week that I'm getting married So yeah, it is July 1st. I am getting married on July 3rd. Um, Yeah, luckily I'm, you know, I'm relatively okay. Like my my COVID is pretty mild. Um, But even as such, it still is a big deal for my body and my immune system and my energy levels. So yeah, as such, I just, I don't have the mental, emotional, spiritual, energetic, or vocal capacity to do the episode and to do the reading for you all, which definitely is sad. Um, And at the same time as it is sad, uh, there is a silver lining. And so that silver lining is that this is the month that my new cosmic correspondent for magic in medicine was meant to start collaborating with me on these monthly episodes so I am pleased to announce that I am still going to share that so I am so so honored and grateful and pleased and excited to welcome my dear friend my witchy internet bff astrologer choreographer badass human Mackenzie McCormick to the podcast. She's going to be our new cosmic correspondent each month for these monthly medicine episodes. Um, So in place of my astro weather forecast, my very basic one that I have been doing, um, Mackenzie is going to come in and bring her brilliant astro expertise to our monthly magic episodes each month Um, and the name of her segment which we are debuting this month is called keeping up with the cosmos so yeah I'm really excited and so yeah as the timing all worked out Mackenzie had already recorded her segment before I got COVID and before I knew that I couldn't record mine so I thought about it and kind of you know, saw if I could recover or not this week and in time to record a full episode for you all. But as I'm still sick, I cannot. Um, But I am really, really happy to still 
be able to share Mackenzie's medicine with you all. Um, and also, I don't know, like the energy of it, you know, she and I collaborated on a workshop at the beginning of the year. Um, and as I said, we're friends. She's a Gemini. I'm a Sag. Like we have a really good vibe, a really good dynamic. Um, so the fact that like I'm still able to share her segment with you all and still able to at least have a mini-sode for you all this July when I am not doing well. Um, I feel really grateful and it also feels like big like lovers year energy um, which is also what you know she and I had done the workshop about in January. Um, So it feels like it's all coming full circle and like even though you know I'm not at my full capacity um, you know we have yeah resources and community and you know an opportunity to still share and still create so I'm really grateful for Mackenzie really grateful uh, to be debuting keeping up with the cosmos and yeah so I I don't know I don't know if I'll release another episode in July honestly you know there's so much going on right now and I will be taking the next couple weeks off of work to get married and have a little mini moon so I'm gonna assess mid-July probably right around that full moon in Capricorn what my plan is or if I'll just wait until until August um and with that being said the written reading uh and the month ahead uh pdf that i usually share for my patreon and my magic makers is also just going to be on pause until i have recovered brain capacity to to do it um yeah that is the hardest thing i mean there's a lot of that's hard about being sick and i i don't normally get sick so it's hard for me to be sick in general but it's really hard with this one with this covid to have like limited brain capacity because i am you know, that is not something I'm used to. And I'm used to using my brain a lot and all the time. So it's very humbling to, (laughs) to be ill and to not, you know, make as much sense all the time or not, you know, be able to move as quickly in my, in my thoughts, uh, as I'm used to. So with that being said, I'm going to stop talking. Um, This is just purely to let you know what's going on, um, to tell you that I love you, to tell you thank you for listening to Magic and Medicine. Um, And I'm sorry that I can't have the full thing for y'all this month, Um, but I look forward to returning when I have my full energy capacity. Um, If you would like to, you know, support the show as always during my sickness when I can't work or any other time, you're always welcome to make a one-time donation via Anchor um, or to support the Patreon that directly supports the production of the show. Um, I hope you all have a beautiful cancer season, beautiful everything, and I hope that you enjoy keeping up with the cosmos with our cosmic correspondent, Mackenzie McCormick, coming up after this break. Hello, friends and lovers. I'm Mackenzie, and welcome to Keeping Up with the Cosmos. This is your astrological weather report within the Magic and Medicine podcast. Let's dive into the current affairs of the celestial sky and look ahead to the major transits happening next month in July. So I will be focusing on 
lunations, planetary ingresses and stations, either moving direct or moving retrograde, and major planetary conjunctions or aspects. And I kind of want to start with a really funny story about this because this is the first month that I'm doing this for Sarah, for the pod. And today's Mercury Day. And there were so many Mercury complications today. Um, Mercury is in domicile right now in Gemini, but a planet being in domicile does not necessarily mean that they're stable, especially when it's Mercury. Um, and so today there were a lot of issues with Zoom not working. Zoom was down yesterday and it like was continuing into today. There were lots of issues with that. And I got really frustrated. I was not able to do this. I was sending Sarah really frantic voice notes and I was just really stressed. So Natalie, for context, I have Mercury and Mars conjunct in Taurus. And so I literally had to turn off my computer, walk away from it, go move my body, a Mars thing. And then I went to a local bookstore, a Mercury thing. And I felt really calm and I felt my body centering during these activities. And then when I came home from the bookstore, there was a feather in front of my home. So I live in a neighborhood where there are peacocks that run wild and they leave me feathers sometimes. And kind of a story within a story, last weekend I had a dear friend who is a Gemini, she had a birthday and I gave her a peacock feather that I had dipped in mercury in Gemini oil and I had consecrated the feather with mercury incense and mercury candles. Um, and, you know, caveat, I don't give all of my friends magical gifts, but this is a friend who is astrologically fluent and I'm magically fluent. And so I knew that I could do that with her specifically. And I have a lot of peacock feathers in my possession because they leave them regularly. But I had a feeling as soon as I gave her this feather that I would soon have another and today was the first Mercury day since I gave her this feather. And I came inside after essentially giving offerings to my Mercury and found another feather basically on my doorstep. Um, and then after that happened, of course, I came inside to start recording and had restarted my computer, had restarted Zoom. Everything worked perfectly and it was perfect. And this was a very literal, magical, physical embodiment of this day, of this Mercury day, and also of my chart. And so I just wanted to begin with that story to kind of ground us here and to ground us in to this moment because it can feel a bit chaotic with where some of our planets are at right now. And so first and foremost, let's dive in. We begin July fresh off of a new moon in Cancer and the Venus in Gemini sextile to Jupiter in Aries. So new moons in Cancer, the moon is at home in Cancer and Venus and Jupiter sextile, a sextile, which is a benefic aspect between two benefics, Venus and Jupiter. This is a lot of fresh excitement about things that bring us pleasure, things that bring us ease, things that bring us joy. And it's really a beautiful way to begin the month and really start us off on a nice foot in cancer season. You know, coming off of the summer solstice, it's hot, it's warm, it's fertile in so many ways. And so it's nice to start the month in such a juicy place because warning, it does not stay so juicy for the entire month. So 
Going into the month, the first angers that we have, the first planet moving into a new place that we have is on the fifth of the month, Mars moves into Taurus. And so traditionally Mars is debilitated in Taurus and this really is the slow and steady wins the race spot. This is the continuing to move towards something, moving a little bit incrementally, really working towards something. And this is a particularly spicy Mars and Taurus because at the end of the month, um, just I'll spoil it now, the super spicy thing that is happening at the end of the month is Mars is meeting up with Uranus in the North Node in Taurus. And so Mars is not making too many aspects really at all until it gets there. But once it meets with Uranus in the North Node, it's literal fireworks. And I'll get to that at the very end of, um, you know, just talking about things, but I wanted to go ahead and say that this Mars moving into Taurus at the beginning of July is setting the stage for these fireworks at the end of the month, once Mars meets up with Uranus and the North Node. And so the exact same day, also on the 5th, a few hours later, Mercury, or actually, no, right around the same time, Mercury moves into Cancer. And so this and this is really fun, to be honest, because Mercury is immediately going to apply to Mars by sextile. So we have a lot of like fun, like little sextile action at the beginning of the month and leading into the month. And so that does feel nice. And so Mercury in Cancer immediately applying to Mars and Taurus is, you know, it's helpful in the sense of you're going to move more deliberately, but this isn't exactly an aspect that's going to make you go real fast. You know, um, Mercury in Cancer wants to really express emotions, wants to speak from that really soft, sensitive place. And so this aspect between the two immediately is not going to make you go faster, but you are definitely going to be feeling a lot. And then we have about a week that goes by without a ton happening. There are some minor aspects happening, but a lot of the action is really revving up towards the second half of July. And so what I will say about that is if there is something you want to do, something that really makes you feel good, something that you're working on that you are wanting to make happen, the beginning of July looks better than the end of July. And this physically is going to feel like a more slow, gooey, nice place at the beginning of the month. And then it's probably going to feel a little more tense towards the end of the month and reflected in our bodies. This can literally be tension. This can be an unwillingness or a lack of desire to move a lot, or it could also be a lot of movement and a lot of needing to get that energy out through healthy channels. So Keep that in mind for the beginning of the month that it's going to feel a little softer than the end of the month will. And so moving in towards the middle of the month, we get to the full moon in Capricorn. So this full moon in Capricorn is really close to Pluto. The moon is like five or six degrees away from Pluto. So it's pretty close. And the moon does not like being in Capricorn traditionally. It's opposing its home of Cancer. So this full moon in Capricorn is really a chance to reflect on how your feelings can be practical and how you can practically feel things. And that doesn't mean stoic. That doesn't mean not feeling. That just means approaching your feelings from a more practical, logical place that isn't so emotionally driven. And that's easier said than done because Mercury is going to be in 
cancer and this is going to be a more emotionally heightened time. And so it's not going to be necessarily easy, but you want to try to look and observe your feelings and not get lost in them. Allow yourself to not pick them apart necessarily, but to sort through them in a logical way that can make sense to you, that you can think and approach them and know what the next steps are. Um, the moon in Capricorn isn't so great at feeling, but it is really good at doing. And so if you can actually think and feel your feelings and then transition and translate that into action, that can be very helpful and can be very nourishing during this lunation. So moving on, we get to um, Mercury and the sun conjunct in Cancer a few days later on the 16th. Um, this is the Mercury Cassini happening after Mercury retrograde. So Mercury meets up with the sun multiple times a year because Mercury goes retrograde multiple times a year, goes retrograde, moves backwards, speeds up, speeds past the sun into perpetuity. And this Cassini happening in Cancer is really this spotlight on your soul, on the soft side of yourself, on this more intimate place that you might not always look at and allowing yourself to really look at it, to really go there. And immediately the next day on the 17th, Venus moves into Cancer, which is supporting this and this sort of this sort of lovey-dovey goodness that Venus can have in so many beautiful ways and at this point the moon is going to be in Pisces and so uh, I'm like really excited for this Mercury Sun Venus moment in Cancer because when things are happening in Cancer you always going to want to look at the moon and say where is the moon happening right now and this happening when the moon is in Pisces feels so, so juicy and so good. You know, water signs support water signs. Water is literal life. It is the lifeblood of our planet, of our bodies. And this very center of the month right here is probably going to feel very watery. This might be a time where you cry a little more than you would normally. If you don't, you know, you don't, but you might, and you should allow yourself to do that. You should allow yourself to feel that. Um, and especially since this is so water supported, if the, if this exact couple days was happening and the moon was in not, you know, as fun or comfortable as, as a position, this might not feel as nourishing, but because the moon is going to be in another water sign, it's going to have some support. Um, and specifically Pisces, not Scorpio, because the moon doesn't love to be in Scorpio, but the moon can vibe in Pisces, you know, the moon can really fucking vibe in Pisces and all this good stuff happening in cancer, a vibe. Um, so that day specifically Sunday, uh, July 17th, when the moon is in Pisces, like applying to the sun and Mercury, uh, in cancer definitely a juicy moment to look for look out for and to take note of um so a couple days after that just right after that mercury moves into leo on july 19th and 
I personally love Mercury and Leo transits. It's just like you speak from the heart. You say what's on your mind and in your heart and you really shine that on others. And it's a really beautiful way to look at yourself and look at others and see the best in others and to really speak on that best and to really allow that praise and that shine to be felt wide. Um, the exact same day as this is happening though, Chiron is stationing retrograde in Aries. And I have only more recently been following Chiron and watching Chiron's transits, but I will say that this Chiron and Aries transit, specifically with Jupiter, it's hitting. And Chiron is stationing retrograde when the moon is in Aries, like conjoining it exactly. Um, and this is almost exactly a month from right now. It's important for me to note that right now, um, today, right now, uh, the moon is in Aries. And so this is a one full lunar cycle from now, which is super interesting to note, but this day when Mercury moves into Leo and when Chiron stations, this is like fire sensitivity. This is a day where it's going to probably feel a little ouchy to reflect on things. Um, Chiron is not the most nice feeling of any body or any being in the sky. And it can really show us how things hurt and why they hurt. And when it's in fire, that is our identity and our soul and our energy and our passion. And this, especially this long-term Chiron and Aries transit, looking at, you know, the pain of independence and the wounds that hyper-independence can lead through childhood into adulthood. And so this day specifically, be on the lookout for that. And a couple days later on the 22nd, the sun moves into their home of Leo. And I am smiling so big right now. I don't know if you can see it or hear it, but it is the sun in Leo is an amazing transit. And I think it's pretty awesome that the sun is moving into Leo at the exact moment, at least in my location, that it will enter the ninth house because the sun rejoices in the ninth house. And I think that that's just so fucking awesome. No other way of saying that, that the, the sun is moving into its domicile in my location in the same time it moves into its joy that is Leo fire goodness. And ultimately the sun in Leo is this warm illumination that fills you from within and wants to burst forth. And truthfully, there is a bit of tension building has been building, has been existing in the fixed signs, um, particularly because of the Saturn Uranus square that I'm going to talk more about in a minute, but it's, at the same time, ultimately, it's a time to allow your warmth to shine. And four days later on the 28th, we have the new moon in Leo when the moon meets with the sun in the sun's home. Big, bright, burning flames, loud, passionate, vibrant. And emotionally, I'm going to be trying to not think about the fact that this is all opposing Saturn in Aquarius and squaring everything in Taurus right now, which I'm going to get there in one more sec, because I also want to talk about Jupiter stationing retrograde the exact same day in Aries. And so really important to note that I guess 
moving forward in the rest of this little segment, trigger warning, content warning, that it's going to get a little deep and a little pointy, I think. Um, well, I know because Jupiter and Chiron are stationing retrograde in Aries within a week or so of each other. And this can and probably will look like wounds coming up from childhood that we are unable to work through. And something about our current day belief system is no longer aligning with the belief systems that we've always had or that have been pushed on us or brought to us or potentially that we were raised in. And that is some shit to work through. There's no other way of saying it. This is when Jupiter moved into Aries, I felt the collective sense of ambition really growing. And I feel that this retrograde with Chiron and Jupiter happening can not be a halt of that, but potentially a rerouting of that and reflecting on the ways that the things that we want to work towards have to still nourish us and have to still be fulfilling in a myriad of ways. And that leads me to the big juicy moment of the month, in my opinion, which is the North Node and Uranus conjunct in Taurus. If you can see here, Mars is right there. And I'm going to go ahead and throw up, even though it's in August, technically it's one day later because it's on August 1st, but the Mars conjunction with the North Node and Uranus in Taurus is literally huge. It is one of the most benchmark transits of this entire year. And when I was looking ahead at 2022, this specific configuration was so loud to me and so shocking to me and so important for me to pay attention to. Um, and I would be a bad astrologer if I did not accurately, full disclosure, uh, mention that I tweeted back in March and I put a little screenshot of this day in this configuration and I said, I will be staying inside and minding my business on August 1st, 2022, because this is a big deal. Um, the nodes move through a sign every about year and a half. Uranus takes, oof, oh my gosh, I have it written down, but it totally forgot in my brain right now. Um, so I'll come back to that in one sec. But basically Mars meeting up with this, this is huge. So for context, last year when Mars moved into Taurus, like the day that Mars moved into Taurus last year in January, it triggered Uranus being in Taurus and the Uranus Saturn square. And that was the day of the insurrection at the Capitol. And um, that was huge. And the Saturn Uranus square has been in long-term ongoing transit that is continuing to ramp up and is continuing to ignite so many different things. And, oh, okay, yes. So it takes about seven years for Uranus to be in each sign. And so when Saturn moved into Aquarius, this was an immediate configuration that happened, but the exact hits have been happening uh, last year, this year. And it's been rather intense at times. And so Mars meeting up with these planets, you know, continual trigger and content warning that I'm anticipating a lot of shock, you know, you're honest, and aggression, Mars. 
in all sorts of swiftly changing financial institutions, institutions, Saturn, finances, Taurus, also agricultural institutions, Taurus. So I'm thinking about inflation and different currency values, how they compare around the world, and a lot of value systems drastically changing. I wouldn't be surprised to see news or laws about crypto, hypothetically, cryptocurrency, and potentially with Uranus, like inventions, whether that's financial inventions, agricultural inventions, along with more supply chain issues, um, along with the fact that it's been pretty clear for a while that a recession is coming. And so I would expect to see some major stock market movement and on a personal level, whatever house this is happening for you natally, this will be a big shakeup in potentially a really unexpected way, in potentially a way that you were expecting, but in an unexpected avenue. Um, it's not to say that this will be something that's completely left field that you're not expecting, but it might just be something that happens in a way that you were not anticipating and not expecting. And so this can be a little tense and uncomfortable and all of the things that I've been talking about for the last few minutes are not super fun. And that is reality sometimes. Um, that is the unfortunate life of reality. And along with all of these fallouts and things potentially happening from, you know, previous things that we've seen. Um, for example, the war that's been happening between Russia and Ukraine. For example, the, um, you know, environmental crisis. It's been ongoing and getting worse. And there's massive heat waves happening right now across the country. There are lots of places in America that are struggling to get water because of drought. And there are a lot of ongoing crises that could very well line up together and interweave and twine in a way that is super shitty. And that could also mean things for you personally in your life that don't have anything to do with that at all. And that could very well mean that something is happening for you completely unexpected and it happened horribly, but it might end up okay. And that is sort of the long-term Uranus Saturn square feeling that I've been having is it's super uncomfortable and it's breaking out of this new world, like this old way into a new way. And all of these traditional institutions that are not working are being completely shaken up by unpredictable yet predictable things and that eventually we have to break free and make a new system and there has to be a new way that allows us to be you know humans that thrive and work in I would say work hand in hand with others and with the land and have actual relationship with others and with the planet that we live on in a way that can be sustainable and that is a rather heavy place to end but it is the realistic place that we are ending in July and entering August with. Technically, this Mars conjunction is happening on the 1st of August, but it would not be fair of me to not mention it because July is building up to that. And so the month of August will continue to be a little tense, but it is hopefully going to get a little better for a little bit before the Saturn-Uranus square intensifies in a couple months. But there's a lot more until then. There's a lot more happening. And so I will close with that. And I will say thank you so much. And I will talk to you soon and see you soon. And 
May the stars align for you in ways that are good for your happiness and your health. Thank you so much for listening to Magic and Medicine. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider leaving us a five-star review on iTunes and sharing with a friend. If you'd like to become a supporter of the show, you can join our Patreon for as little as $5 a month or make a one-time donation on our Anchor page. Our patrons truly make the world go round and we are infinitely grateful for them. This podcast and its introduction were created, recorded, edited, and produced by me, Sarah Rain. Thank you for joining me where the magic happens.